0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 9 of the Unlocking British English podcast. My name is Shane and in today's episode I'm going to be sharing with you guys 6 very British words that will make you sound a lot more natural when you speak English if you decide to include these words. Uh, So yeah, that's going to be the subject for today. Uh, Before we jump into that though, first of all thank you as always to everyone that is listening and supporting the podcast. I really appreciate it, it's really cool to see the numbers growing every day Um, if you're not aware I'm also on Instagram uh, at Unlocking British English and I'm trying to upload more content there as well Uh, so if you're looking for a little bit extra check that out And yes, as always, if you would like to download the transcription for this episode so that you can read along while you're listening, look up any words that you don't recognize, and generally improve your listening comprehension, you can do that right now for free on the website. It's www.unlockingbritishenglish.com. So, yeah, either go there or just go to the description box wherever you are listening. ...to this podcast and you'll be able to click that link and download the transcription. Uh, Whilst I talk about where you're listening to this podcast, um, something that is really helpful for the growth of the podcast is feedback. And so if you are listening on iTunes, on Spotify, on different podcast applications... Uh, It's likely that you'll have the opportunity to give a rating or to give a review of the podcast. So if you have been enjoying the podcast or if you just generally have thoughts about the podcast uh, and would like to support the podcast and help it to continue to grow even more than you already are, uh, then yeah, please think about leaving a review uh, wherever you are listening to this podcast. Okay, so without any more rambling, let's get into the episode. So six very British words that will make you sound more natural when you are speaking English. So the reason that I wanted to uh, talk about this today is because I know that there are a lot of people that worry not just about saying things correctly but also they want to, to, well, to sound more natural, yeah? They want to sound uh you know you want to be a part of the group so to speak you want to you don't necessarily want to stick out uh and so yeah today i've picked out six words that get used very frequently uh that will instantly be identified as being very british which is to say that generally speaking they're not necessarily used with the same frequency or Uh, in the same way in other English-speaking countries, in America, for example. Uh, And so, yeah, today we're going to talk about these six words. Okay, so the first word that I'm going to share with you today is probably a word that you've all heard before, especially if you spent a lot of time listening to British English speakers. And the first word is mate. Uh, So mate literally just means, like, friend. um, But it's something that we use very often uh, in Britain. I would say it's similar to how the Americans use something like dude or bro or something like that. So um, it's not just used to say friend, it's just it's used uh, on the end of lots of different phrases. Um, For example, I might, you know, instead of just saying, how are you today? I might say, oh, how are you today, mate? Or how are things going, mate? Or, um, you know, someone might say, what are you going to do at the weekend? I might reply, I've got no idea, mate. Um, and it's just something that we say. I don't know if there's a particular reason, to be honest. It doesn't really mean anything. Like I say, in a literal sense, it just means friend, but it's just something that we use to, um, yeah, maybe you could say to kind of soften the conversation or to, you know, to make things a little bit more friendly, and so uh, this isn't a word that you would use at work with your boss, unless you have a good relationship with your boss. It's the kind of things that you, that you say to your friends, right? Um, uh, what are you up to today, mate? How's your day been? Uh, yeah, pretty good, mate. How about yours? Uh, this kind of thing. So it's used in casual conversation, uh, but it's used a lot. So if you uh, are planning on spending any time uh, in England, in, in the UK in general, you will hear that word being used and so yeah, if you want to sound a little bit more natural, adding in the word mate uh, into a few sentences, um, yeah, can be a good way, good way to do that. So I assume a lot of people have probably heard that word anyway, probably fairly comfortable with its usage, but I thought I'd start off Uh, yeah, fairly simple of something maybe we're already a little bit familiar with. So yeah, mate is a word that you can use, meaning friend, bro, dude, whatever. Uh, And it's just something that we use colloquially when we're talking to people that we're close with. So yeah, that's the first word. So the second word that I wanted to introduce today is potentially a word that some of you might not have heard uh, or at least won't have heard as often. um, And that word is gobsmacked. So if I say that I am gobsmacked, what that means is that I am very surprised or I'm very shocked. Uh, So this is, yeah, it's just a word to uh, signify, uh, to mean surprised or shocked, but it's something that you would generally use to express a large amount uh, of of surprise. You know, for example, if you're in England and the weather report said tomorrow is going to be sunny and then you get to tomorrow and actually it rains and it's not very nice weather. Well, you might be surprised, but you wouldn't say that you were gobsmacked because, you know, it's not that surprising. You know, it's not what you expected, but it's not a huge surprise. So we use this for something that is, yeah, a much bigger surprise. So as a really stupid example, if you walk through the park and you see a dog playing chess with a horse, You won't just be surprised, you will be gobsmacked because that is something you would never expect to see. Um, Although if you do happen to walk through a park and see a horse and a dog playing chess, please take a picture for me because I think that would be quite funny. Um, But yes, so gobsmacked is a word that we use um, I don't think I've ever heard an American use the word gobsmacked, but I might be wrong. Uh, but yeah, it's a very British, British thing to say, and it's something that we say when we are, uh, yeah, we're, we're shocked or surprised. You know, um, I turned up at the party, uh, and I was absolutely gobsmacked. There were so many people; it was unbelievable. It was ridiculous. Uh, And so, yeah, that is another word that you can add to your vocabulary. Uh, One, maybe to give you some more options instead of just saying surprised, uh, for example, but also to make you sound that little bit more British, that little bit more natural. So, yes, the second word for today is gobsmacked. Okay, so the third word that I want to come across, uh, that I want to introduce today is probably a word that you have come across uh, again, uh, and that word is bloody. Bloody. Uh so bloody is a word that we use as a sort of intensifier to uh well for example you can use it in places where you might use really or very to uh to express that something is more than the normal so for example uh as a as an english person if i I don't know if I go on holiday, let's say to some part of Africa where it's really, really hot. They've got a very different climate uh, to what we have in England. Uh, you know, if I get off the plane and that heat it hits me, you know, when you get off the plane, you're in a different climate, and that that heat just hits you right in the face. Um, I'm not just going to say, "Wow, it's really hot here." I'm going to say, "Wow, it's." Bloody hot here, and it's it means exactly the same thing. Like I said, it's just to say really or very. Um, you can use it in it, as a positive or as a negative. For example, you can talk about the temperature being bloody hot. Uh, you might also talk about the temperature temperature being bloody cold. Um, you can use it, uh, you know, to express annoyance about something. Um, uh, oh, it's a bloody nuisance! Or um oh what a bloody great result, you know, to express something being positive. It's something that we use uh quite a lot. Um like I say it is to say like very or really. Um and it's it's an interesting word because it is it's almost like a soft swear word. So it's not a swear word, it's not like a very rude word. Um you know you're not going to get in a lot of trouble uh, for saying it but it's it it's you know it's for example it's something my nan will say bloody a lot bloody this bloody that but she wouldn't swear like normally with the you know the stronger swear words let's say so it's the kind of thing that you can use you know to express a little bit of extra emotion without going too far without you know being really inappropriate and things like that you know so yeah Um, You might think that this podcast is bloody brilliant, and uh, if you did, then I would say thank you very much. You're a bloody great person. Uh, So, yeah, bloody is another word, again, very British, used very commonly, and so, yeah, that is definitely something you can try and add to your vocabulary. So, that is the third word for today. So, moving on to the second, uh, no, the second word, no, the fourth word uh, for today. Again, possibly a word that you've heard before is cheers and so cheers um you might know cheers from you know a a drinking situation like a social drinking situation everyone raises their glasses maybe they touch their glasses together and we all say cheers and it's like a celebration um in england we we use cheers very regularly just to say thank you instead of saying thank you or thanks we often will just say cheers um, yeah, you go to the shop, for example. The, you know, you, you you buy your stuff. The guy gives you your change or your receipt or whatever, and you say cheers. And it's just to say thank you. Um, maybe if you're uh, you're you're on the phone, you're having a phone call, and well, you're finishing the phone call. You know, some people will say bye. Some people will say yeah, thanks then bye. Other people will say okay, cheers then, and that's kind of like thanks and bye wrapped together and so um, using the word cheers to say something like thank you to show gratitude for something uh, is something that will make you sound and appear a lot more natural around British people because again it's a word that we use Uh, yeah we use it a lot and again like I say it's just to say thank you to show this kind of gratitude Um, cheers for the help yesterday Um, cheers for the advice on what to do with my job Um, cheers for coming to visit me yesterday when I felt a little bit lonely In all of these situations, you could also say thank you, you could say thanks, but adding the word cheers, um, or sorry, replacing thanks or thank you with the word cheers is often uh, a way that will make you sound a lot more natural, at least to British people. So yeah, the fourth word that I wanted to talk about today is cheers. Uh, And so, okay, last two. So the fifth word that I want to talk about today is knackered. So, knackered is a very British word and a a very British way. If I say, I'm today, I'm absolutely knackered. All that means is that I am very, very tired. If someone or something is knackered, Um, this is a word that is not very easy to spell intuitively because there are some silent uh, letters in there so again if you need the transcript download that on the website Um, but yes to say that I am knackered if someone or something is knackered it means it's um, completely tired completely done completely finished you know so if I've been working a really hard job for 12 hours I've had 10 minutes for a quick break and that's it when I get home I'm not just right I don't just want to relax I'm knackered I get home and I just fall onto the sofa I have no energy whatsoever Um, so yes we use we use knackered just to express this idea of being tired of not having energy of not really being able to do something Um, you can also use it for things as well When you use knackered to describe a thing, an object, it's usually to say, well, it's usually a bit more final, which is to say, uh, for example, if I say uh, my car is knackered, I probably need to buy a new car. Right, so when I, as a person, if I'm knackered, then I'm going to go to sleep tomorrow. I'll be fine. But if my car is knackered, or if my phone is knackered, or if the I don't know my the the kettle in the kitchen is knackered. It probably means that it's it's not necessarily broken, but it's just uh, we could say it's died of old age, (laughs) to uh, to put it like that. You know, it's just through natural wear and tear, it's not functioning very well anymore, and so probably needs to be replaced. Uh, and so, yes, knackered is a word that you will hear quite often from British people. And again, it's a very British word. You don't hear Americans getting home from work and saying, oh, I'm absolutely knackered. Well, maybe very occasionally, but typically it's associ- associated to uh, to British, to English people. Yeah, to British people. Um, quick note here. I've noticed myself that I often say English and British almost as if they were interchangeable um which I have to admit is not a good thing because England and Britain are not the same thing. And it is something that English people do uh out of laziness sometimes. We we think of Britain, uh, and England as just kind of being the same thing. If you speak to a Welsh person Welsh person, to a Scottish person, uh you certainly to an Irish person, you know, um, they are not going to have the same Uh, the same opinion. So England and Britain, England is one country, right? Great Britain is, yeah, England, Scotland, Wales, uh, Northern Ireland. And so, uh, yeah, just wanted to note that, um, yeah, England and Britain are not the same thing. I'm sure a load of you know that already, but I've noticed that I'm uh, a little bit lazy with not distinguishing sometimes. So yes, uh, the all of these phrases uh, are said throughout Britain. They're not said just in England and not in Ireland or not in Wales, not in Scotland, for example. Okay, so with that out of the way, we are down to our final word for today. And the sixth word for today is rubbish. Not that the word is rubbish, the actual word is rubbish. So Rubbish means like trash, things that you throw in the bin, right? Once I'm done with the wrapper of my crisp, the packet of my crisps, for example, I throw it in the bin. It becomes rubbish. The rubbish is what you put in the bin. Uh, But rubbish is a word that we use. To describe lots of things as well. As British people, um, if you don't like a film, it's rubbish. If you didn't uh, like the way that your football team played, then they played rubbish. Uh, If you don't feel 100% today, maybe you feel a bit rubbish. Um, And it's something that we use, yeah, I mean, I suppose it's fairly obvious through the context, but it's something, yeah, that we use to describe something that's not that great, right? If you throw something in the bin... Chances are you didn't want it, you didn't value it very much, it's not that great. And so, yeah, we use it with that idea. Um, You know, some people might think that the UK version of The Office is the best version. Other people think that it's rubbish. Um, Yeah, some people think that you need to learn a lot of grammar to to learn a language very well. Other people think that that idea is a load of rubbish. Um, and so yeah rubbish is a word that we will use will um, very frequently um, yeah like I say just to describe things that aren't very good and so yes I suppose that covers all six of the words that I wanted to share with you guys today so to recap uh, we had mate as in like friend uh, how are you today mate uh, what are you doing at the weekend no idea mate Uh, Then we had gobsmacked, which is to say very shocked or very surprised. Uh, I walked through the park, I saw a dog and a horse playing chess. I was absolutely gobsmacked. Uh, Our third word was bloody. This is used as like an intensifier. So in the summer, if it's very hot, it's not very hot, it's bloody hot. In the winter, if it's snowing, it's not just cold, it's bloody cold. And we use that as that exaggeration, as that intensifier of the word that follows. Uh, The next word is cheers, to say like thanks or thank you. Uh, Cheers for your help today, cheers for coming to see me yesterday, something like that. Uh, The fifth word we had was knackered, which is to say very tired. If I'm knackered, it means I've had a really long day, I've got no energy. Uh, But remember, if we talk about a thing, like if my washing machine is knackered, then I probably have to replace it. It's a little bit more final, but more total when we talk about it in relation to things. And then our final word was rubbish, just to mean Bad or not great. Um, yeah, maybe a TV show is rubbish, maybe you feel rubbish, etc. So, yes, those are the six words that I wanted to introduce you guys to today or talk about today. I'm sure that you've heard of a few of them before. So, yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys have found it interesting. Um, yeah, if you would like more episodes like this, or if you just in general have. Uh, thoughts or opinions on what kind of content you would like to hear or to have in the future uh, please feel free to get in contact with me you can get in contact through the website uh, where i post the transcriptions you can leave comments and things like that as i mentioned earlier in the podcast as well you can also find me on instagram i have an instagram for for the podcast at unlocking british english i also have my personal instagram which is at shane godleyman i will leave the links for all of that Uh, in the description box, uh, wherever you're listening to this episode. So yeah, thank you very much again. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next one.